This is exactly right. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off. We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. In our, we're in our cold, blustery <gasps> homes. I had to put socks on. I'm, I had to wear uh, one of my old sweaters. I mean, what is... We, this is Los Angeles. It's supposed to be 80 degrees. It's so funny that one week ago I was complaining. I just wanted it to be cold. <laughs> I want it to rain. And the minute it does, also... Yeah. You remember my boring lizard story? It's a Western fence lizard, by the way. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah, there is one of those and then a little black gecko, and they are just waiting outside my door, and it's because it's warmer in here than outside. They want to come in. They actually want to come in. And I was I was going to leave and get coffee this morning, and they're just waiting. One of them tried to go in the crack when I opened the door, and I just gently scared it away. Let them in. I'm like being locked in my house by these desperate lizards. Let them in. Cut up a little apple or something. <laughs> Part of me wants, for some reason, I'm okay with a lizard once they're in the house, but I don't want to be letting in multiple because no. of the fear. If, of... they, if they're bringing friends, it's going to turn into a, an insane lizard party. Exactly. It's it's a classic tale. It's a... <laughs> and I don't... I don't want to step on them. That's my fear. Yeah. No, that's that's a good fear because then you will be murdering a little friend. Yeah. I was traumatized by the disembodied Lale that was Lale. Okay, <laughs> let's start over. I said Lale instead of Tail. Take two. Take two. Disembodied Tail. I thought because you looked up the Western fence lizard that it's actually called a Lale in I that type stuck of, with it. in that genus my, species. Yeah, my new knowledge. As an ichthyologist, that's fish. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a lot of people say salamander, but that's an amphibian. Just so you know, it's not a a reptile. I've done a lot of research today. Guys, Mm -hmm. this lizard podcast (laughs) is probably one of the best versions of this podcast we've ever done. It's just the best way to start. It's going to be us and a bunch of nine-year-old boys talking about lizards. Get your jars out and don't forget to poke holes in the top. <laughs> show your mom. <laughs> no, don't show your mom. She'll get mad because that was made for berry preserves. <laughs> I'm very excited for our guest today. As am I. She's played clubs and colleges so many all over colleges. this country. <laughs> 
We both know her from the comedy scene, from the podcasting scene. I think pretty much any scene. Yeah. She's there for it. Mm -hmm. We know her. We love her. You're about to. Please welcome Roz Hernandez. Hi. Hi, And I'll make a scene wherever I go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chris, do you know about the raccoon man? He, like, feeds raccoons hot dogs in his backyard, and there's, like, videos of him with, like— what seems like hundreds of raccoons <laughs> climbing on top of him, that could be you. He sets up cameras and he's got a huge following. You could I'm be not the opposed. lizard guy. Do, does, does, is he local and does he let the raccoons in his house? He's not local. No, but there is like a video I saw one time where the the raccoons are like looking in the windows and it's honestly a horror film. Yes. But it's, uh, I don't know where he's located, but you know. I don't know, well, maybe they, some inspiration. All you need yeah. to do is watch this video, and I'll send it to you both, of a little raccoon climbing on the back and riding a swimming dog. Both of them <laughs> have rehearsed it, and they're both in on it, and it's the <laughs> cutest thing you can have. And a wet raccoon, once their fur is all tight because they're wet, and you realize they have tiny little hands like a monkey, little yes. thumbs. They yes. can. They, I swear there's little it's, fingernails. It's, they have like human hands. I it's the hands that pull me in with these wet raccoons. I my I, father had a raccoon as a pet in what? the seventies. He also had a monkey as a pet. Yes. And one time we were driving and there was a mama raccoon with baby raccoons on the side of the road. And he had me get out of the car with him. And, get, and he's just like, I know what I'm doing. I used to own one. And I was like, get away from them. And luckily, nothing bad happened. But um, yeah, he's real comfortable around raccoons. Wow. Anyway, Is there any reason we shouldn't be? Uh, I think. In the back of our minds, we all think a raccoon is going to leap through the air and tear our faces off. But Right. Well, they're very confident. Like, yeah. I've told this story on this podcast easily 20 times, so I swear I won't do it again. Although I can the feel dog myself or cat starting food? to. Yes, they, <laughs> like, trying to come in. I thought there was a burglar at the back door, but it was actually a raccoon trying to jam his way through the locked cat door so he could eat the cat food. Right. And when I got back there... I turned the light on and kicked the door so the raccoon would go away. And he just went, <laughs> he, his body stayed where it was. And then it's just his upper body leaned back as if to say, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, uh, like I was in the wrong. So confident. They act like a professional wedding scared. crasher. Just like, oh, <laughs> yes. I belong here. I know the bride. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's my house. I just, I forgot my key. I was just trying to get in through yeah. the cat door. I live here. You do know we're roommates, right? Little I wash sweater. my hands in this water bowl all the time. <laughs> They've duplicated your keys. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen them like wash their hands or wash the fruit they're about to eat? Oh, that's it's the so best. cute. Those little it's, hands. Oh, I know the it's the hands. I can't stop looking. This is my first time wearing these glasses, which are full on comedy glasses. These are I love from them. the Jiminy Glick collection. <laughs> They're <laughs> large black frame glasses. Square. I, I think because I'm six foot one, I think I thought like if I get the world's largest glasses, it'll make me look a little bit more petite. But <laughs> they're just like falling off of my face because they weigh eight pounds. They're huge. <laughs> they I, look good. I really like them. Yeah. You're, they look very you. high fashion. It's kind of a New York. It has a New York vibe. Yes. It's like, um, what's that woman? Iris. Iris. Apple. Uh, yes. That's kind yeah. of how I feel with these big, huge things on. Your Iris Apple's, um, like, niece from yes. upstate who's come down into the city to, to live in her apartment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a little raccoon baby. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking in the back door to get your glasses. They are fashion glass. They would maybe become comedy glasses if you wore them on stage. Like, I am I need mine. The other day, I couldn't read my set list. My set list, I wrote down some jokes, <laughs> and I... It actually was a problem. I had to do old jokes because I was looking at blurry Oh no. Scribbles. Oh, no. But I don't want to wear glasses on stage because any glasses become comedy glasses. Yeah, that is Even true. if they're not Jiminy Glicky. Very true. Also, but I think I remember I think Brandy Posey was the first person I saw to have oversized like reading glasses or actual glasses as opposed to oversized sunglasses. Right. And it was kind of shocking, but I was like, 
But Brandy's the girl that I've always known to have the pastel hair first or the shag haircut Mm. first, or she's very cutting edge. So then I was just like, well, this is what's coming. Like, I basically took the cue (laughs) and I was like, okay, well, I'm like 25 years older than you, so I can do this in a little while. And I just got these glasses. And when I got these ones, I thought they They're were gorgeous. I thought they were gigantic. Everyone's got great glasses. We've done this our work. Is, yeah, I just went the regular uh, Michael Douglas falling down frames. They're horn rims. Yeah. Well, they're great. Yeah. I love them. Classic. Classic. Yeah, you got You guys, I have to tell you, I've been listening to you for since, I don't know, a long, long time. Really? Like, long time. I feel like, okay, I saw this movie one time. And it was called, I want to say it's called Rockstar, and it's with Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston, and Mark (laughs) Wahlberg is in this cover band, Mm -hmm. and then the lead singer of this famous band, um, I forget why, but for some reason he's not in the band anymore, and then Mark Wahlberg gets, like, he gets to live his dream. That's me right now. Like, I'm Mark Wahlberg (laughs) in Rockstar. I'm like, oh my god, this is my opportunity. I'm in the thing that I listen to all the time. This is crazy. I've listened to you guys, like, I remember one time I drove like across country or something and I just listened to you guys for hours. Really? You, um, you've been in my ears a lot. That means the world. I thought we met when you were doing your show at the Improv hosting your Probably. show. Well, you guys have both been on my podcast about ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think maybe I had already met you guys by the time I listened. I can't remember, but um, I don't know. I always think about my favorite episodes are Chris's dad and oh, um, Karen. Was it your niece? Yes, Lauren. Oh, a long oh, yeah, time ago. Was, oh, my she's God. She's so funny. The family episodes. I <laughs> yeah, love them. Yeah. We need to revisit. Yeah. Chris, we're talking to an actual listener. This yeah, is really it, thrilling. I know. I, know. I feel like I want a sweepstakes <laughs> or something. You're sweet. Yeah. That I really appreciate that. I love that. That's a, you're actually a dinosaur. Yes. Did we I land am. on dinosaur? I'm a dinar diehard. <laughs> there that's better. Dinar diehards. Especially if you say it like that, kind of yelling. <laughs> a dinar diehard. Like you're mad about it. <laughs> I'm a diehard. God yeah. damn it. Yes. So Roz, have you officially you are no longer going by Roz? Dresvelez, which I always that was loved your that. stage name. Was there a lawsuit? Did you just grow <laughs> tired of it? Please don't say you don't like Ross Dress for Less, the score anymore. Yeah, that's funny. I never really was a, a fan of, I always liked the name Ross a lot. And then, because of Night Court? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yes. I mean, another person with great glasses. Marcia Warfield. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just love the name. I feel like it's just very, like, strong, no nonsense lady. Yeah. And then when I started being a drag queen, I was like, Roz. And then I just, like, one day I was doing Golden Girls um, at Casita del Campo. Mm-hmm. And somebody said the name Roz. And then I was like, Roz Drizfeles. And then I just, like, <laughs> stuck. Uh, uh, and then it just kind of, I just started, like, getting paid with that name. Like, I don't know. It just, like, became a business. And um, the only time I had been to Ross Dress for Les was I bought a walk, like a cooking oh, yeah. walk yeah. one time there. Um, I've since been there a few times. But, yeah, it's, like, kind of misleading because people always thought I liked that store. It's more because... <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money to like buy fancy clothes. And so I was like, oh, it sounds, it makes, lets people know that I don't, I, I dress cheap. Like yeah. everything I wear is from like a thrift store. <laughs> no or one's going to know you got it at Ross. I, uh, they, plus, if you're not going there for bedding, for, this is a commercial right now, if you're not going there for bathroom, bedding, pillows, and like you said, walks and kitchen supplies that you didn't know you needed, shower caddies. Underwear, single pairs of underwear that are out of the package and just hanging on a hanger. No one's going to know it's from Ross and maybe from the floor at Ross. They they don't have people there cleaning up. It's just mayhem. But I live near one, and I knew the day. I knew that on Wednesdays, they got their shipment of things from, like, Sun, like the skateboard clothing, oh. like things I'm interested in. And so I, I would go there and look at shoes. Sometimes they'd have a Nixon watch. I'd go in, I'd look where, nope, they don't have anything today. I'd leave empty handed most of the time. I'm just a real Ross head. And 
But you can get some deals. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard. You can't argue with Ross. No. Then I so I, then I became like a I guess like full on trans lady like two years ago, and so now I just go by Roz Hernandez, which is funny because I've been dealing today with name change, like legal name change stuff, which is so annoying. And I was thinking, I was telling my friend that I was changing, I was dealing with the name change stuff today, and. He was like, so your name's no longer Roz Dresveles? And I'm like, well, no, like, it, it that's not was. what I'm changing it from. It's not, that was just like yeah, a nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because people, I mean, now, thank you to RuPaul and his industry, um, people are very aware of the game of drag queen names, of the kind of yes. punny, fun, yeah. you know, like it's about something or whatever. And to me, honestly, your drag name was always my favorite because it's, uh, it's really you. funny and it's and it is like that thing where you're kind of like yeah what if what if i'm gonna be the discount version or what if i yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like yeah well, that's yeah. what i'm the gonna serve yeah <laughs> yeah it was just it was also really hard to spell and i can't tell you how many times like either a flyer had my name yeah, completely wrong or someone would bring me on stage because it's it's also to their credit not a real last name, so I can't blame them for spelling Dresfales wrong. There's also a thousand different ways you could spell yeah. it. So it's easier. I mean, Hernandez is my real last name, and so I just go by that now. And then I don't really do drag. I just mainly do stand-up and podcasting. Yeah, and, That's kind of an amazing um, and stuff. Like a, a trajectory. I don't know. I think you might be the first person I've ever met to go d- down that story arc. I guess so. And I, yeah. I, I should. We should talk about this for a second because when I saw you and Sam at the lady for lady ten year anniversary, mm. Roz and Sam were uh, two of the first people I saw when I walked in the gate. And I literally looked. And also, it was that thing where it was one of the first parties I'd been to in three years or whatever. So I was kind of like, and be cool, but don't be too cool. And did it? You know, I was doing all that weird shit you yeah, do as yeah. you walk into yeah, a party yeah. <laughs> in the car. And then I saw before. you guys, but I recognized. Sam, but Roz, I was just like, Sam is standing with this beautiful business lady. Like, who is this? And then, so we start talking and I do that very like anxiety-based thing where I literally was like, make it over to them. Like, all you have to do is make it there and you'll be safe. So I like land and just start talking to Sam. And then I figure he'll introduce me to you. And then finally, when I stop like rattling on, I look over and you look at me and then just kind of like, kind of tilt your head and you go, Karen, it's Rouse. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> funny. The funniest, like, it like, wasn't... But your hair is so short. Yeah. It's not <laughs> It's not a foot and a half longer, uh, taller yeah. than your head. Exactly. You had, like, a very tasteful chignon and, like, a beautiful <laughs> kind of fancy sundress. And, uh, yeah, I was just, like, I was so embarrassed. But then I was also like, oh, wow. But I didn't really, I just didn't know what was going on. I know I haven't seen you guys in so long, either of yes. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is me. Hey. But it's been good. I've been doing so much more stand-up, and it's just like, everything just feels so much better. And I don't know. I had a fun time being a drag queen, but <laughs> I'm just, there's no more glitter I'm picking up out of my, like, <laughs> sink, yeah. you know? There's no rhinestones I constantly step on. There's a lot of pluses. It's way yeah. less work. It's like being in a, you know, being in a band and going to stand up and realizing you don't, yeah, costuming, co- oh my traveling God. with friends, meeting with yeah. other people, rehearsing, I was that. spending, like, two and a half hours getting ready just yeah. to go do ten minutes of free stand-up. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that is not a good business model. No. <laughs> That's how I was living up until the pandemic. So, And how have you- your sets been? Yeah. I think good. I don't. I feel the best I've ever felt Amazing. on stage. That's like, great. I just, I don't know. Everything just feels so much better. I think that there was a lot of people just kind of like, because, you know, I would do like the improv and like clubs and stuff. Yeah. And people would just, they did not know what to do with me, with my gigantic wigs. <laughs> now they have to deal with these gigantic glasses and that's about it. But yeah, it was just a lot, I think, for people to take in and it still is sometimes but i don't know it's just it it just i don't it's just better yeah Yeah. it's harder to the people don't expect you were in full character and now you're being yourself of course it feels better yeah 
Yeah. And they could say my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> People immediately are able to pronounce your last name and spell it correctly. It's pretty common. Ross, how serious are you about acting? Because I just watched uh, Three Queens and you're really good in it. Everyone is. Three Queens? I just watched it. I, well, it seemed, it, I'm telling you, it was amazing. The jokes were great. It's, I want to see more of it. It seemed like a pitch for it. A show about you being bank robbers, right? Oh my god, that's so funny! Yeah, that was a short film that I was in. Everyone's like, right great before. in it. Yeah, that was fun. I mainly have done like a lot of um, like campy drag queen theater and stuff like that, which I really love. Like like Golden Girls and um, like Peaches Christ and like all these like uh, parody plays and like silly things like that, but. Um, I started taking acting classes over Zoom during the pandemic, so I don't know. I'm kind of getting out there a little bit, you know, pop up in a commercial or something here and there. Yes. Wait, can you tell me what, um, like, is an acting class during the pandemic, like an acting class on Zoom, is there still, like, the intensity? Like, is the teacher really intense? Do you have to do scenes from your, like, office? Yeah. I took so many different acting classes during the pandemic. So I had like a <laughs> wide variety of different teachers. I was just like, I had so much time on my hands. I literally <laughs> went from being a drag queen five to seven nights a week to just nothing. Um, and so I was just like, I have to perform yeah. and do stuff. So I just took like a ton of acting classes. And like some of them were like... um, they send you the sides and then you have to do like your own self tape and then everyone watches it during class. Oh, um, no. And then a lot of them were just like acting over Zoom, which is also really hard. Yeah. I still am not like I, I like podcasting over Zoom, but like, yeah, I, I, I was asked not that long ago to do a stand up show over Zoom. I'm like, yeah, no. there's, <laughs> there's still lingering no. these Zoom comedy yeah. shows. I don't want to do them ever again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Wait, have you guys had any ghost stories since then? Whatever happened to your ghost, Chris? I was going to ask you about your ghost. It's been kind of uneventful here. I just had to paint shut my haunted ironing board door that still I avoid. I've covered it with photos and personalized the door, but I will not open it. Because that seemed to be what, when all the problems... What do you think is going to happen? Wait, you guys, uh, can you synopsize this? I've never heard this story, Chris. No, well, I heard about your the ghost on this podcast, right? Like a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, Chris was sorry to call you out, no, Karen, no. but he definitely <laughs> told the story on this podcast that I'm now on. Um, I really, <laughs> and then I was like, Chris, you have to come on well, mine. Ka- yeah, remember Karen when I first moved in, and there was a lot of bumps in the night in my kitchen, and then I realized things were. As I was hanging up curtains and things like that, things would go missing and I'd have to go outside and say, please put it back where I need the paint tape so I can finish painting. And then the tape would be there. It seemed like I really got the impression it was a kid that was hiding things and trying to be funny. Okay. And it, but it was really scary. And it was right when I moved in and it was very noticeable. And I thought I was going crazy. It was the lizards. It yes, was exactly. the whole time uh, uh, multiple lizards in a trench coat. <laughs> Working a in, in tandem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lizards. 
I must have just been listening to you tell that story and only hearing the nouns and thinking of what joke I can make of like ironing board. Now I got nothing <laughs> yeah. for that. Just classic comics listening to each other talk. Just, and then Karen has the, the most epic ghost story of all time as well, um, which I mean, so I've been doing this podcast for like four years or something. And I always tell people, you know, ghost stories don't have a shelf life. So you could, people could go back if they wanted to hear. Karen's, when you were on, it was when I was recording in my um, shower because the <laughs> pandemic had just hit and I didn't know. So I don't think it sounds the best it's ever sounded, but yeah. that story is so scary. Thank you. I, I'm very proud of that story. And I was actually thinking of it. I remember when you got booked and then that that is my, uh, you know, my memory bubble of you. It was like, oh, well, here's all the memories of Ross. The time I stared at her straight in the eyes and pretended I didn't know her at a party. <laughs> um, you know, that. And the time I was on her podcast. But I was actually thinking uh, about what I could sign up for on the internet to look at old police cases in Sacramento to figure out oh. if that crime actually, if a crime happened in that house on See, that See, I don't know what I don't, you're going to have to retell your ghost story too, because I do not know what the qu the quickest version that yeah that that's true I've never I definitely never told this story on this podcast because it would take fucking forever but essentially when I was in college I just dropped out or been kicked out I lived in a house with three girls and weird things started happening but we were all so kind of like drunk and living our narcissistic lives that no one was really tracking the fact that like anytime someone spent the night and they slept on our couch, they would complain about people doing the dishes in the middle of the oh, night. Wow, like we sure. never, we never all looked at each other and went, why do people keep saying that? Because we just were like all theater students that were like, listen to me. And <laughs> then one night my roommate was sleeping on the couch in the front. I'm sorry. Once I start, I can't stop telling the story, but she was sleeping on the couch in the front room and I had this really scary dream, but it shouldn't have been scary because it was just a mom and a daughter standing on the front porch of our house. And I heard them talking. So I went out of my room to go see who was at the front door. And then I observed them talking to each other. And it, doing that scared me really badly. And then, so I woke up and I was like, oh, what a creepy dream. I opened the door to my bedroom onto the front room where my friend is sleeping and I wake her up and she wakes up with like a start, like, oh. and, she, and then I go, are you okay? And she goes, oh, I just had the creepiest dream. And I go, was it about a mother and a daughter on our front porch? No and way. she started crying and goes, how did you know that? And, and like freaking out. Wow. And we had the same dream. So then basically I was home by myself like that next weekend. Everybody went home and I was in this house by myself and I got hugged by a ghost, essentially. Hugged. Yes. Was it a so mother good. motherly or daughter daughterly hug? No. It was it was like my theory is that I was in the pos, pos, like oh the room my. or the position or the area or whatever where I think the little girl was because the arms were really big that went around me as I laid with my back to the room, staring at the wall with my eyes really wide. Wait, but then who do you think hugs you? I the think, mom? I think the man who owned the house hurt, hurt them somehow. Oh. Like, I think they like thought... A, a Joe Biden hug? <laughs> <laughs> From above and behind at the same time. It was, yeah, it was... It was very weird and it was very specific. God, so it was horrifying. like... It was the kind of thing where, and it was just a creepy house and it was just bad vibes basically all for a year. Um, but before that, I, of course, always have enjoyed scary things and creepy things and that can't be true type of things. Um, but I'd never experienced anything to make me go like ghosts are real or those experiences are real. And then that happened. And then just ever since then, I'm just like, I believe anyone who tells any kind of story like that. Yeah. Because yes. it's very common. Yeah. And, and in retrospect, I think I did experience a lot of ghost things and just ignore them, like you said, out of narcissism or just not <laughs> being open to that. But what does yeah. surprise me is now that I am open to it, I can't get a goddamn ghost to give me the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's my experience, too. Yeah. Once I had a podcast about them, they're like, we don't want to be on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk about us. They only like converting yeah. non-believers. But once you're into it, they're like, yeah, whatever. All I did is burn some sage 
And this kid ran back into the ironing board door. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll open like it up. Sage. It's still Halloween. But I mean, I wonder if that's what it is. It's like if they're looking for some kind of acknowledgement yeah. or attention or something like that, that's the... You gave them. You got to play hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be too thirsty. They don't like that. Yeah. They don't. That's what I've found. But yeah, because I mean, I've done so much ghost hunting and like looking for content ever since I started this <laughs> podcast. It is hard out there. It's hard to get a ghost to to give me any attention. Did you go, have you gone to like those places that are famous, like a famous bed and breakfast that's haunted? The or most <laughs> haunted place, ever, isn't every place, the most haunted place in all of America. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to a lot of different places, like Queen Mary. Yeah, and, that um, for sure is haunted. That boat. Yeah. I, I've stayed in like a haunted bed and breakfast and um, God, so many different places, like different houses, like people have invited me to. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope that there's go I'm always like, is there just going to be like a man in a bathrobe? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, like I've had some things happen the past few years, but what's the I don't creepiest? Know, I'm like, the creepiest. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, I did stay in a haunted bed and breakfast, and I did leave in the middle of the night. Just by yourself? No, I went with my friend, another drag queen, okay. and he was, like, not that into it. This was probably, God, like, probably, like, at least three years ago now. It was definitely before the pandemic, and he was not a believer, and he literally just, like, fell asleep when it was a reasonable <laughs> time to go to sleep. And I thought we were going to, like, stay up all night and be, like, spooky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and long story short, I believe that... Because I, I had the blankets over my head. I was so scared. And I believe that I felt somebody take their hand and, like, pull the blanket. Because we were in, like, the haunted room. Yes. Like, the actual, like, one. And I felt like somebody take their hand and, like, put their fingers underneath the blanket and, like, pull it over, like over my head, like, from over my yeah. head, like, you know, pull it off my head. Mm. Which is classically in movies. I thought it was my friend. So, so I, like, helped him. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'm still up. You know, I did that. <laughs> I pull over and he was sound asleep. Oh. So that was pretty terrifying. I don't like anything that's like that, like, physical touch. But I'm also, I don't know, as time goes on, I've heard, I've literally heard like thousands of ghost stories <laughs> and I've talked to like experts and people from those TV shows and just like all, all kinds of people. And I get more skeptical of my own self, like as time goes on, where I'm just like, was that in my head? Yeah. Like I knew it was haunted. I don't Especially know. Especially if um, someone, your friend is sleeping next to you and not experiencing it. It'll make you doubt because I had a similar, I stayed in a friend's basement in Minneapolis, sleeping on an L-shaped couch with a comedian, Isaac Witte. He he knows this story. We were, both had our heads in the same corner of the couch and our bodies going away from each other, like an L-shape. You get it. And yeah. we were talking, but he was falling Cute asleep. slumber party. <laughs> yeah, Cute. we were totally having a slumber Whispers. party. We were laughing. We're like, okay, I'm really going to go to sleep now. And then we'd <laughs> someone would make a hilarious fart noise and another hour of giggling. Uh, classic. Yeah, it was, we were doing all the classic hits. But then he goes, hey, Chris. And his, he was down by my feet. Like, I'm like, why are you on the floor? And I was like, what are you doing down there? And he's like, what? And he was back. He never had left. Where he, I just heard, <sighs> hey, Chris, down by my feet. And it was so obvious and clear that I ran, I ran upstairs and I went outside the house. I couldn't even be in the house anymore because wow. it, and it, a cold washed over my body. It was the, all the things that you see in movies, like my neck hair stood up. And, but I, it was the scariest thing ever. I don't think I mentioned that on your podcast. Ghosted, no, but. you didn't. Um, cause I remember you also talking about painting a place in Austin that was haunted. Yeah, wow, good memory. And that was a class, yes. that is a, if you were like looked up haunted ghost tours, the, that corner on Congress and 6th Street, I believe, is like the Driscoll Ho Hotel, which is famously haunted. And Kitty Corner from that was this, that place, Buffalo Billiards, I was painting. And that was all classic, seeing peripherally something 
whip by me and not paying attention because I'm on a ladder painting a starry night ceiling and and just blowing on my neck like all the ghost hackiest ghost tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and but the, like Karen said with the dishes, I heard it was Christmas time. I was painting Christmas stuff on the windows also. And I heard people partying, like drinking, cheersing. And then the manager of this restaurant showed up at like 10 in the morning and said, sorry, I locked you in. You can come and go now if you want to go eat something. I just can't leave anyone here alone without locking the door. And I'm like, oh, no, there's people decorating in the next room. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, there isn't. That's like, you heard party noises. I'm like, yeah, multiple people partying. He's like, yeah, this place is just really haunted. And that, <laughs> even then, I'm like, oh, you're lying. But then he told me all the little things that he had to deal with in this, like, dust, a layer of dust on the table. And he had to go turn on a light, and then the dust would dissipate. All of this stuff, I'm like, yeah, right. But I was getting so scared because I wasn't open back then to this kind of thing. But yeah, right. that oh, is God. a famous... What was the place called? Uh, the... I don't think it's there anymore. Buffalo Billiards was the downstairs bar. <laughs> Buffalo Billiards. Yeah, yeah. It was, so I also painted, you know. Also a good drag name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good drag name. <laughs> yeah. Was, it, was it haunted by the guy from Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> it puts yeah. the lotion in the basket. Yeah, there was lotion, yes. it, lotion baskets throughout this place. It didn't make sense. But it, yeah, very scary, very scary. But yeah, I'm like, Halloween just ended, and I mean, it's still, we're still going. I was literally <laughs> today just like researching haunted places for an episode I'm recording tomorrow. Like, I'm just, I'm fully in this world of ghosts <laughs> That's and haunted places. Yeah. But it's like a sad time for me, like the week after Halloween. It's always like, don't forget about me, guys. <laughs> like, I'm still. I'm still doing this. Hey, I was doing it all year. I was doing it in April. I'm doing yep. it in October. Because I get real popular for like six weeks. And then it's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. don't forget about me. Have you gone with like ghost hunters that have like the equipment and infrared? All the tools and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think, it's, I think that stuff is fun. I mean... It's like fishing. You just kind of like sit around yeah. until someone's like, I just heard something. And you're like, I didn't hear anything. And then everyone kind of freaks out for a minute and then go back to sitting around. Like, you know, it's, but I, I think it's fun. I like going, I just like going places. <laughs> I like being invited places. I like, um, I don't know. I, I like, because I like to watch those shows and mainly just because I like to see like, middle america and places i will never actually go like i like to see these little old saloons yeah. and stuff i think it's fun that's what i love is the stories like when they're like my friend lives in jerome arizona and it's this really <gasps> old I love that place right it's very haunted yeah and there's yes. that house there's it, an sorry, asylum there's, there's a it was a hospital yeah. and then they had a a wave of whatever you know cholera one of those horrible like 1800s diseases everyone in the town dies and then all the babies were left like by themselves did you hear that one so it's like it's there's this one place that it's, it's now a hotel yes when I went there, it was not, it had not been redone, but it was like the most haunted place in Arizona or whatever. I'm not sure. Did you go there? I did go there like a year ago. And okay. Oh, I was recording yes. a video. Yes. I was in the bathroom by myself and I was just like, because I thought the bathroom was interesting because it was like, there was like some old timey, like, I don't know, shower or radiator. I don't know what it was. I have the video on my phone. And um, I heard, and I have it recorded. I could find it and play it for you. <laughs> There's a voice that I've, I've had people from those TV shows listen to it. It sounds like it says, I pooped here. <laughs> I swear. I love when they have jokes. I swear. This was in a bathroom. And yes. a voice said that. <laughs> 
You know what? You're looking at me funny. It no. might be because of my glasses. Play it. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Find it and play it. I love that. I just love the idea of a, a place being haunted by babies. Like at night you just hear crying and it's <laughs> That's so scary. It's so scary. But I there's a very good chance I'm combining two stories. But that's oh, I'm almost positive. Do you remember that, Roz, from that hotel? I don't remember the baby story. I just remember that it used to be a hospital, but maybe. Well, it was sure. like every like people in the town started getting sick. And so then people had to go to the hospital. But then the people at the hospital were dying, just like the patients were dying. And then after a while, there was just like abandoned babies at the hospital. Oh, it's so horrible. It's so such a cool town. It's like... Almost like cobblestone or something. Like it's like a little village up in the mountains, and yeah. everything is all about ghosts. Like they've got ghost tours yeah. going on. There's like a restaurant. I think it's called the Haunted Hamburger. Yeah. Like everything <laughs> is just there. like I was ghosts. trying to think of it. Yeah, the ghost hamburger place, Haunted Hamburgers. <laughs> was yeah. it good? What were you doing there? I just went there as a, a Arizona traveling visitor. I think I was doing stand up somewhere, and someone told me to go to Jerome and told me to look at that hospital and just driving by it and looking in the windows, I think I saw a curtain move because of an oscillating <laughs> fan, probably. But I was freaked out just driving by it. Yeah. Yes. I also used to watch those ghost hunting TV shows because, like you're saying, they would be like, so this steel mill was active in, you know, 1829 or whatever, but then this thing happened. And yeah. it's always like, what What I really think I like is this kind of like, you know, the history aspect of it where it's like horrible things have been happening to like towns and groups of people for years. And like, because we're also bad at processing trauma and bad at talking about our feelings and stuff, it's always just like, and so ghosts. But it's just yeah. like, you know, if half your town dies, you know, you're. it's like, yeah, there's going to be residual horror. Yeah. I think about like people today how they might be different ghosts because I th like therapy was so stigmatized for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you hear about these ghosts where it's like they roam the halls looking for their lover or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, if you went to therapy, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like you might, you might get over it and then you won't be stuck roaming the hall. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't have jumped off that turret at that weird <laughs> hotel in the first place because your husband cheated on you or whatever. I mean, it all is like, it's tragedy upon tragedy. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Here. Oh, boy. I pooped here. Did you hear it? <laughs> I pooped no. here. No, wait. Play right again. at the very Chris end. Chris heard it. I pooped here. Okay. When, let me turn this up. I oh, yeah. Here. I heard that. I pooped here. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I love that. It was very strange. <laughs> anyway, that's proof. What if... It's more than you'll see on some of the, those TV shows. Imagine very being true. lost in some sort of a spiritual purgatory, and the only thing you needed to tell someone is where you pooped. I mean, what a terrible existence. It, what a... Someone has to know. That's it, or it's like a you know a cowboy pervert who's just like I need to, I I'm gonna tell any woman that walks into this bathroom about my poop. That's gonna that's my yeah lifelong and into death passion. Was that? At, I'm sorry, that's what I heard. That was in Jerome. <laughs> that was in Jerome. That was in the, the Jerome Grand Hotel. Oh wow! Yeah, I went there because I went to Sedona, which is. A little slice of heaven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love Sedona. And it's not far from there. That was my trip as well. Sedona, Jerome. Sedona is amazing. We see pictures of it and stuff, but when you're actually driving through and then like the side of a mountain is just red stripes, yeah. like you you truly look like you're on a movie set. Yeah. It is the craziest yes. thing to actually be there. I do love that place. Yeah. I've yes. never been a desert person. Like I like trees and bushes and grass. It's just me. Uh, but Sedona will turn you into a desert-loving person because it's mm -hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. I know. And it's like you go and then you're like, maybe I need to buy a bunch of crystals. Yep. <laughs> I, I, left, I left there like, my, like this with crystals. <laughs> my hands were full. Yeah. Well, because the people there, I mean, it, 
that's that kind of place where it's like there's the hum and there's people there who are specifically there to be spiritual and they're kind of experts. So you know if you're just wandering into like what you think might be a candle shop, but it's crystals and there's some, you know, unbelievable spiritual crystal expert, you're like, well, they have to get this because they're— this is what I need, and they're telling me about it. This is like, it's almost like it's privileged information. Yeah, you have to. Yes. Uh, When I was on Bridger's podcast, like a couple weeks ago, I was telling the story. I went on a UFO sighting tour in Sedona, which was so cool. And I believe I saw UFOs. What did it look like? A little dot in the sky that moved. (laughs) (laughs) Was it daytime or nighttime? Nighttime oh, with wow. night night vision goggles. <laughs> you had the goggles, and they gave us goggles. Yeah, and they said, "You see that? That's a plane. That's a helicopter. That's a drone." And then you'd see these little things, and they would like move crazy, and they would flash when you'd ask them to flash. We had little flashlights. We were flashing at them, and then they would flash back. Oh, I've never seen a plane do it. Wow. <laughs> It was really cool. That's very cool. Yeah. What did you bring Bridger on the podcast? What gift? Oh, yeah. An old wig. (laughs) Just an old haunted wig? (laughs) It is definitely haunted by Drag Brunch Pass. Um, (laughs) If you put your ear up to it, you can hear a Celine Dion song I used to do. Um, Yeah, I just have these. I've got... So many wig heads with gigantic <laughs> wigs on them. And it just so happens. I hope Bridger doesn't hear this. I got to make room for other things. So <laughs> it worked out perfectly. And it was right before Halloween. So, I, you know, it was a gift. Yeah. Oh, I bet he loved that, though. Did he go crazy? I think I think he did like it. He posted a really cute video of him with it on. <laughs> and um, so it went to a good home. Yeah. And now I just have... About 17 more I got to find a home for. <laughs> I'll take one. Yeah, I'll take Start one. Start a rescue. <laughs> yes, just giving them out. What I love is um, last year for Halloween, Bridger was a woman who was having a terrible time on vacation. And so he was wearing, he was wearing like a, I'll never be able to remember the name of the designer, but a Lily Pulitzer. He was like wearing like one of those dresses where it's like the real oh cute, it was like to the knees, cotton print. And then he had a purse and he was wearing this this funny but very realistic looking wig and then this kind of like sun hat. And I think he made it look like his his face was sunburned. It was truly like <laughs> it so made me funny. laugh so hard. And Bridger, like just in regular life, is so, so low key, like the lowest key. But yeah. it was like then I saw him in that wig and I'm like, oh, that is allowing you to have fun. Like it's allowing you to be this other thing. Yeah. And it's so fun. Totally. Yeah. You know, that's something I learned my whole life is wearing wigs to get me to being my real me. Like when I was a kid. Okay. So when I was a kid, I was a professional clown. It's a whole nother thing <gasps> oh. we could get into if you want it. I was a professional clown. <laughs> what was your clown's name? Um, Rainbow the Clown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and not just in June. I did it all year. All year uh, long. When I was 10 years old. And then I started doing like theater and stuff, wearing wigs. And then I did drag. And like, I just feel like wigs were something I did to like help me come out of my shell. And yeah. then now I'm like, okay, I'm out of the shell and they need to leave. <laughs> No. They need to get out. They I did got their, what I needed from you. Yeah, they did the now work. Now go. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, wigs definitely. Do, my my friend, he's a uh, pro skateboarder, Justin Strubing. He, uh, what were we? It wasn't Halloween. Everyone was in a. It was just a costume party, and he was in deep character. And he said that he has to be wearing sunglasses, otherwise he can't get into a character. So mm. he felt mm. safe behind sunglasses, and he was just turning into like. Someone's fun, like Jimmy Buffett uncle, I think, basically. was, <laughs> yes. the, And he was so, I, I didn't know how funny he was. He's like, oh, I can only do this, any character, any costume, if I'm wearing sunglasses. Mm. That, that was his yeah. version of him. And he also had a wig on, like a, a <laughs> mullety wig. But yeah, sunglasses, yeah. I was going to try that. 
so I wore sunglasses on this last costume as Elvis, but I still... Oh my God, that was so good. The toilet, oh, I saw how you. you made it. That was incredible. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I went last minute as Lisa Rinna, which was really <laughs> fun. I happened to have the costume just laying around the house. Nice, perfect. Pulled it together, and I felt good about it. What'd you do? Did you do like a ruchy, very tight dress, or did you do her more casual... Well, okay. So the reason I was inspired, I was just looking through social media and she had just recently, she was at the Bravo convention and she was getting booed and she had on this orange like suit and a couple months ago was at a Goodwill and I saw this orange suit and I was like, oh, I should buy that. Maybe I can turn it into like a pumpkin outfit or like, I don't know, do something with it. (laughs) Something fun because that drag queen's still in there. (laughs) You know, I I like to take things and bedazzle them or whatever. And so I and I forgot about it. And it was also too big on me. And so then I was like, oh, my God, I have a Lisa Rinna wig because, of, <laughs> of course, uh, I have a Lisa Rinna wig because I used to do a Lisa Rinna number, though I used to wear like prosthetic lips. Um, oh, but I, my prosthetics dried up and I don't have those anymore. <laughs> well, I was going to ask so, about the lips. Yeah, of course. You yeah. didn't I keep know. them in their special liquid or whatever. You got to keep them incubated. <laughs> like, like dentures. <laughs> Just next to the bed. I keep them by my bed. Yeah, she peels like them cup. off at night and puts yeah. them in a glass so of, oh, of lip it. water. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why why so were gross. they booing Lisa Renna? Because um, apparently she's the villain of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills oh, okay. this season. Okay. That sucks. I yeah. like her. I always did. Um, this was me. So I did some. Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. That's yeah, amazing. I did some contouring. You look, and yeah, stuff. it was based on this was her outfit. Oh my so god, that's I think dead I did on. It well. you really yes, you did. Nailed it. You <laughs> did. Thank you. Great job. Oh. Thank you. So I just overdrew the lips, which you know it didn't feel exactly right, but it. Sorry, exactly right. Uh, um, but <laughs> it was. Um, it was close. You know, it was Halloween. Did anyone boo you? Nobody booed me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she she posted it, so that was cool. <gasps> but she then Lisa I, Rinna? She did, but then what? I noticed that she posted literally hundreds of people <laughs> dressed like her. Yeah. So then in my mind it became a competition of like who did I who did I do it better than? <laughs> yes. Nice. It's always a competition. It's always a competition. It just this is, is LA. Yeah, honey. and the hard hey. thing with Instagram, you Beverly have to Hills. actually send Lisa Renna <laughs> a message and say, I know this is classified Instagram. Which one did people like the most? Was it mine when you reposted? Because <laughs> yeah. you don't get right. that information. Pick a winner. <laughs> Pick a winner. Wait, did other people do the orange suit or just her in general? I saw a couple of orange suits. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <sighs> I did see a few because it was kind of an iconic look uh, a couple weeks ago. There was a lot of, I guess she has an M&M now. So there was a lot of Lisa Rinna M&Ms. Oh. Um, and she has yeah, a lot an of M&M? like cheetah prints. She wears a lot of animal prints. And so uh, I saw a lot of those costumes. Yeah. Lisa Renna has a signature and an M&M based on her? I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, one of the sexy cartoon candies. Sure. Yes, sure. she's like a sexy M&M. Okay. Is, she, yeah. is the green one based on Lisa Renna's hit life? She's orange. Her, yeah. her oh. M&M is orange. Oh. And it has a little Lisa Renna hairdo. <laughs> Which some, some hairstyles are hairdos. I don't know. I can't describe. I don't know what the difference is, but that's a hairdo. Don't you feel like the difference is height and if you have to pull pieces out and put like hairspray or gel on them so Uh, there's like an affixed element? Yes. That's what I I first thought of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you nailed it. Wait, Chris, I just wanted to hear because I've heard about the Elvis on the toilet costume in the build. I heard about it week of. So just do you want to give us a couple highlights of the actual experience of walking around as dead Elvis on a toilet? Well, once I figured out that I needed suspenders and a uh, basically an elastic girdle, so it was wrapped around my waist, a white uh, elastic thing, that kept it, because it ended up being heavier than I thought it would be. <laughs> and then suspenders that I just covered with Elvis's uh, pajama shirt. 
it was it was really comfortable. I just could not, ironically, go to the bathroom all night. So I just <laughs> held it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I saved to the last minute and only spent an hour on was carving the the foam legs with this hot knife, releasing the most toxic fumes into my brain and mm. into the ozone. I'm sorry, sure. but it was worth it. The end. The end uh, product. That's drag, honey. Yeah. Welcome. It was so fun. Yeah. I'm like, it made me want to become a prop person. Like, make... Oh, I know. Prop person or Foley artist are the two jobs that I want <laughs> yeah, in sound Hollywood. Effects. Both of those are so fun to yeah, me. Yeah, just I put just... shoes on your feet and crunch around in gravel. Yeah, just like walk around. Yeah. Um, yes. That's so fun to me. Or like, I got two coconut shells. Like, I don't know. I'm a horse. Like, oh, I think that's so fun. You know, I, love that. I really, I really love when you can pick out fully where like somebody's walking across a parking lot, but you're like, oh, there, there's no way their feet would make this much noise. Yeah. They're just, they're someone just laid this in. Yeah, that's yes. my favorite. When I'm like, I'm so good at show business, I can pick out yeah. when they've laid in fully work. That's not okay. Gravel. The movie, um, <laughs> the movie Cruising. Have you ever seen that with um, Al Pacino and he plays like a gay? Or he's like, it's like very gay, and he's like a serious. No. Like, what is it? He's going undercover to catch a gay to serial find a, a serial killer who's killing gay men. Yes, and it's yeah. all very leather. Like everyone's wearing leather, and in that movie, it literally sounds like someone has like a balloon, and they're just like, <laughs> ee, ee. like every time they move, it's like, ee. and then he has like chains on him, and it sounds like someone just. I'm picturing someone with like keys, just like jingling in a sound booth. Ee, ee. <laughs> It's fun. I would just love, love to have it. that credit at the end of a movie. Leather squeaker. Leather squeakers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the Academy Award goes to? Yes. I met a Foley artist one time at a um, at a party, and I just had so oh, many yeah. questions. All night I would talk to that And person. she was like, it's not what you think of it. <laughs> like, it's not, we're, just not, we're not just like sitting with toys, yeah. like, playing around. Yeah, my version room. of that job is from like 40s radio programs. Like, yes. that would be so much fun. Be like a fully artist on War of the Worlds. In the <sighs> 90s, there was an LA Times ad that used to run before the movies at the Arclight. And it was like basically different jobs in show business. And basically it featured, there was one about two Foley artists, a man and a woman. And there was some part where it's like someone's head gets chopped off and then they drop a head of lettuce. Oh my God. Because that's like the same noise sure. as a head, a dead head hitting the ground or something like that where you're like, it was like two minutes of watching people actually do their real show business job. So everything I know about Foley work is was whatever was contained <laughs> in that ad. So it's just, oh, the arc lights. The arc. It's going to come back, though, apparently. That's what really? they say. I hope so. It's boarded up. In the same up. location? Yeah. Someone's bailing uh, it out. They say someone bought it. Yeah. yeah. But right now it is literally boarded up, and walking by it is like the saddest thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't want to, they don't know why things feel different since the pandemic. And I think it's because of the arc light. Like, I think a piece of <laughs> yes. LA is missing. Yes. That place, I spent so much time at the arc light. It is my absolute favorite. And it was the kind of thing, and I think this might be true for like, I don't know, if like people who get sober, people who like you're maybe trying to not hang out with the people you were hanging out with that were bringing you down or whatever. The arc light is like, easy fake socializing where you oh, can meet yeah. one person to go see a movie but then if you go there like friday at seven in that gigantic entryway there's the, the chance you're going to see someone you know is like 90 percent, yeah. or a fucking celebrity i.e colin farrell yeah which oh, I spotted the eyebrows one alone one time i saw um Oh, what? Oh, I can't, um, I can't think of his name, but I saw him. <laughs> What's he uh, I love his work. The guy, Channing Tatum. Oh, one time I oh, saw Channing Tatum there. That's a good one. Yeah, you're right. Every time I've gone to a movie there, I'm like, oh shit, was I supposed to dress up? I'm wearing sweats. This is humiliating. <laughs> also, one time I went on the weirdest date and I ran into 
of course, five people I know. And every time I would see them, I would like leave the date to run up to them. So and like, I'm like, I've 10 seconds till he catches up. And then I go just like, say hi really quickly. And like, I'm in a hurry. And then he would come. But like, you see everyone, you know, I I just loved it. I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. And then uh, uh, someone that works there like comes out and gives a speech about the movie. You're about to watch this. Oh my God. I do that when people come over to watch (laughs) movies. I always go, tonight's feature is going to be presented uh, one hour and 33 minutes. And it stars... Al Pacino. <laughs> the, <laughs> leather. the squeaky leather killer. <laughs> you always are showing cruisers. I have, so, yeah. <laughs> cruisers. <laughs> I have so many. I can't deal with um, when you get, what is that called? Like uh, living, when you're living. Uh, polio? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, um, living vicariously, oh, you know, sure. so like oh, I get yeah. vicarious shame very easily. So if people try to take a big swing in public yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like a young person who you're like, you can see in their mind that they're like, this is going to make everybody. And that's the vibe that those Arclight employees would have when they would be up and like, hey, everybody, welcome to. And it would just have this energy of like a needy camp counselor. And uh-huh. I would I would literally like curl up in shame or I couldn't like I would need to clap and like be nice because I was so yeah. afraid people were going to be laughing at right. them and like that idea where they think it's great and cool or whatever world they're in that I coming from a comedy background I'm just like the cruel mean horrible things people could be saying to or about you right now it's uh, overwhelming I know. Ugh. but see Nicole Kidman is laughing all the way to the <laughs> bank <laughs> that started bad and now it's become a thing where people stand up when that ad comes on and salute it or really sh- it's become it like a rocky her. horror picture so people throw yes. toast at her people do <laughs> say it along with her oh wow like now it's a thing yeah well i, I just watched it. the other i'm still watching all the classic halloween i'd never watched so many movies baba duke all these movies that people Ooh, that's but the on. others it's very sixth sensey but she's great Let's just oh, yeah. appreciate Nicole Kidman right now. From BMX she Bandits as a kid. Good. She's great. But yeah. She's been great since she was like 17. I didn't know. I, mean, I, like, I never paid attention. Yeah. She's terrific. <laughs> she's good. She's, she's good. good. Right. She's good. And you she's know what? Future. The huge advantage <laughs> that I noticed is she's very narrow. That's really what you need to be a successful A-list actress. Because then you can mm. make it through any doorway. Yes. <laughs> chest, <laughs> shoulders, hips, all of it. Just yes. has to be Hol- like making it in Hollywood is just a series of narrow doorways. <laughs> That's what they told me right when I moved and if you, here. If you have to turn to the side, get that. Yeah, fuck you're not going to make it with that profile, kid. <laughs> That's why I got these glasses, so I can look more narrow. Make the glasses big, and then by comparison, you're very, very small. You could give me any advice in those glasses, and I will follow it. Especially PR-based. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, totally. (laughs) You need a promo pack, and you got to send out some VHSs. Go to Lightning Dubs. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yes we need to assemble a packet yeah packet for i you. miss lightning dubs i miss the arc light and yeah. you gotta roll those down to the end of your nose and say things like there's no such thing as bad press yeah. <laughs> to, to anyone anytime yeah <laughs> in chipotle <laughs> yes yes um all right well ross do you have anything you want to promote or like make sure we first of all please listen to ghosted ross's podcast where people tell real ghost stories obviously she's going out and doing field work and and doing the investigations herself but then also you know, people come on and talk yeah, about I'm their I'm putting own. myself in danger. I could get possessed at any yeah. moment. <laughs> you, um, <laughs> you won't, though, because you're open to it. They only possess deniers. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but um, I hope you get possessed. There's a, I always talk about, like, I don't, I, you would think, like, a ghost would want to possess me. I mean, yeah. come, come on, on, these glasses. <laughs> like, I would be a fun person to possess. Yeah, they all want to be tall. Hasn't happened yet. Um, Yeah, I mean, the podcast is called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. And I've been like the past about 
six months ago. So I changed it. It used to be called Ghosted by Roz Dresfalos, and I changed it to Ghosted by Roz Fernandez. And once I hit, like, year three, I was like, this is so hard to find people with ghost stories. <laughs> like, it's so hard. And I still do do that, but I have a more comedians now, and I, like, research, like, famous ghost stories, and we, like, look at haunted <laughs> eBay dolls, because people sell yes. eBay dolls on, or they sell haunted dolls on eBay. And so we, like, we do, like, all this silly stuff, but then people still do tell real ghost stories. And, um, yeah, it's like... Both of you've been on it, famous people, comedians, experts, listeners, all kinds of people. We just talk about ghosts. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram. Oh, and I, I recently started using Instagram and like posting clips and stuff. And it's been fun. I don't that's know why great. I just wasn't really using it much for all these years. But yeah, that's at Roz Hernandez. Well, beautiful. We love you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for listening and then being on. Oh, my God. This was such an honor. That's so flattering. <laughs> You're the sweetest. Yeah, thank you. And that's always a good sign when I look down and I think we've only been talking for a half hour. I know. No, we were. We talked about the ghosts that pooped here. We talked about <laughs> the lizards. We talked about a lot of things. And even that sounds like enough. But then there was yeah. more. Let's talk more. about all the things we just talked about. <laughs> Let's re-talk about it. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'll be at clubs and colleges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the all over this fine country. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, Roz, you're the best. Thank you for being on. Thank you. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.